everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for another outstanding episode. Today, we're exploring participant questions and we're providing group responses on the first ever Writing Works Wonders Writers Chat. Yes, we will field an array of writing and reading questions and issues and put our minds together to offer suggestions. Get ready for another episode full of learning, laughter, and new ideas for readers and writers. Writing Works Wonders Weekly writing prompts are terrific creativity boosters. New and experienced writers enjoy them, and so do we. Go to writingworkswonders.com, click Contact Us, and you'll find the information about writing prompts, and you can post your response right there. You also have the option to be able to email or phone in your response to us. Raise your hand now if you would like to share your response to this week's writing prompt in just a few moments. If you would like to receive the writing prompt along with the Zoom information in your email box each week, just go to contact us and sign up for the email list. Now, fire up your note taker and get ready for another exciting adventure with your fellow bibliophiles at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hey, Kathy. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here with us. Welcome. And I have a fabulous co-host who is the master of the universe, master of the website, and master of other things, but not enough time for all that. That we have a new intern. And her name is Allison Vasquez. She's a graduate of the State University of New Paltz. And she's going to tell you a little bit about herself. And we are so excited to have her with us. Hi, Allison. Hi, how you guys doing? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Would you please uh, let people know a little bit about you? Well, I also like to write as well as everyone else here. But I also have a media production degree. So I edit both books and podcasts. That's Kathy and Cheryl. So happy. I guess that's it. Did we shut her up? Did we stop her out? No, no, you guys are good. (laughs) We did this when we first talked to her, too. We were both like, yes. (laughs) So, So thank you, Alice. We are so glad. And you just graduated with your degree in 2021. Yeah. And tell us your major. I was a digital medium production major and a creative writing minor. All right. Thank you, Allison. We're so glad to have you here with us. What are your goals, Allison? What are you looking forward to in the future so people have an understanding? Mm -hmm. I think they'd be very interested in. Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you hope to do professionally? Professionally, I want to do more physical editing in terms of audio and video production. And I also want to do book consulting on the side. She's in the right place. Thanks. Thank you. We had a prompt this week that was about a mystery thriller in 75 words or less. You're going to grab us with your beginning sentences 
in a thriller mystery. Chanel, would you choose hands, please? First up, we have Marlene Massat. For some tips, I have found you can sort of cheat. If you have a have hyphenated words, it'll get counted as one. So that helps your word count. And if you were girl after my own heart. <laughs> if you're doing a mystery, what you really want to do is grab those action words. So instead of saying he said or she said, you want to put some vibe and boom in there. Like she cried, she shouted, she screamed. So, you know, <laughs> a pet owner's nightmare. What if it's something terminal? June's voice quivered as she blinked rapidly. Pale-faced husband Henry shook his head. June sighed, then wailed. Poor Spot! He's only a ten-month-old puppy! Agonizing minutes later, the elderly veterinarian slowly approached. Wrinkles and lines added to his grim-faced appearance. Raising anxious and scared faces, June and Henry held loosely to each other's forearms. The doctor's voice was gruff. It's transmutable, but treatable. Spot has COVID. The end. Woo! <laughs> and that is why she is our resident mystery writer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marlene. Back to you, Kathy. Okay. And don't forget, you can share those responses online. Click contact us or writing prompts at writingworkswonders.com. Several people have already done that, and it is so much fun to go back and read them. We're going to describe briefly the very simple writer's chat format that we want to explore today. So what we're asking you to do is to please raise your hand if you have a question or an issue about writing, reading, developing ideas, editing, publishing, etc., etc. And then we'll go in order. And Chanel will call on people who have raised their hands with questions and we'll hear your question. And then we'll give a chance for participants in our group to share some suggestions. And then Cheryl or I might, and then we'll move on to another question as well. And don't despair if we run out of audience questions. As usual, Kathy and Cheryl are well prepared. And we have a whole list of questions we can use to prompt you and get you to divulge your deepest secrets and fears. So that that will be a lot of fun, too. We know we all have questions and uh, things that we're trying to find new strategies for. It might not be a problem, but we just wonder how other people might handle things in their writing. And so that's what we're here together for, is to see what we can learn from each other in a very broad forum. So who would like to be first? So the first, Annie Chapetta. Hey, everyone. I want to know, out of the writers who are writing and publishing, how many of you do monthly newsletters and how many people you might be sending them out to approximately and what type of email system you use? Thanks. Carol Mackey. I'd like to add to that because I send out a daily poem, a morning poem that some of you receive. And I would love the answer to that in reference to 
just that process because I do it very hands-on. I don't have any of the techie stuff. So I would love to get the answer to that and I would tone it down to a, a lesser answer. Thanks. So I think Carol Mackey is including that if you are doing a newsletter, are you using a program? Are you able to schedule it? Are you able to put different groups on it? Mm -hmm. Kathy, I'll let you answer that since you do ours. So we do a weekly, it's turned into kind of like a mini newsletter. And I used to do this when I was a private consultant, Annie, and author. I did a monthly. Our mailing list now is about 200 people for Writing Works Wonders. We're using the platform MailerLite, L-I-T-E, MailerLite.com. It's free up to about a thousand, which is really quite a deal. It's the best one out there. It's very flexible. MailChimp is another one. Constant contact can get expensive very quickly. I know that's the go-to one. It used to be very inexpensive years ago, but it is no longer. And we don't have a budget. We run this program on donations. We have built our systems that are zero cost mostly or extremely low cost. So MailerLite is the platform we're using and it can be integrated. It has a plugin for WordPress. So people can fill out forms, sign up through WordPress, and it directly flows right into the database in the MailerLite website. I can fill out what we want each week. It can have graphics, it has links, and I can schedule it to go out when I want it to go out. And I can send, and what we, our system is, I send a test email to Cheryl and I so that we proofread it. This is what's going on on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Every week, Cheryl and Kathy are developing that email that goes out on Thursday. Maybe that gives some folks an idea. Thanks. So let's go to Mary Carla next. Thank you. Um, I do have a question, actually. I have had some very bad experiences with editors. Okay. I've published some poetry and some short stories and various literary and other magazines and dodgies and things. But the problem I have is when I have submitted things and even had things published, the editors change things that make it not my work. And it makes me Mm -hmm. very discouraged about even offering things to editors to publish because uh, like I, I published a poem in this psychological magazine and he didn't tell me he was going to do that. He changed a few words that he didn't like, and it just totally changed the whole intent of the, the poem. And then I submitted a children's story for another, they changed the whole premise of the story and they didn't want to publish it the way it was. And I just wondered if anybody could give me any advice because this is what's, it's, it's discouraging me from pursuing publishing, but I love to write. So that's my question. Let's go to Lisa G. I had a thought. You might want to try to build up your publishing and just build up your confidence in your work, that your work is is good enough on its own. The people that we've had on Writing Works Wonders who publish. Yeah, Magnets and Ladders. And then there's uh, the Braille Forum, the uh, Vision Access, the Blind Post. Next, Annie Chapetta. Hey, everyone. It's Annie. When Carla was talking, it reminded me of a few instances that I had with editors where they wanted to change piece that I had submitted. A few of them I disagreed with vehemently, and we we came to an agreement. But some of them, the changes that they recommended actually improved my piece a great deal. 
And I've always been open to considering changes because of that. Some of the changes, yeah, I don't agree with, and I would be clear on that. And other changes um, actually help my peace. And the other thing is when you do submit, read all the submission guidelines, guidelines very, very carefully. Um, and if you have a question about how an editor would contact or or make those changes to your piece, you can always ask them, like, if my piece was going to be changed, how would you contact me? What would those changes be? Do you do a lot of that? I mean, you have a right as a potential writer submitting to, you know, an editor, you have a right to ask those questions and don't be afraid to ask those questions. What do you do if they, they make the changes publish? This happened with this poetry they published the poem with the changes without my permission, and it just wasn't my work anymore. And I just felt like, it well, was, I mean, that uh, was awful. And even I've had yeah. other poets read it, and they liked it my way better, and they understood why I was so upset. But I felt like I'd been sort of, for lack of a better word, prostituted. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, but sometimes some guidelines say editor have final say and final change to a piece, mm-hmm. um, and they yeah. have they have limited rights to that piece. Once once it's published, the rights revert back to you. But while that piece is in their anthology or their um, journal or or their in you know they they own it and they can make the changes. So you have to be very careful and read those guidelines and those uh, those rules submission rules. I'm going to jump in here. This is Kathy. I totally agree with Annie. This is discussion. If you're concerned about this, and we all should be, this is discussion that needs to happen before you submit. You need to get clarification about what is the role. Do you get to see potential edits? Do you have a say in the edits before it goes to publication? If you're not happy with the process, do not submit. If they violate the process, now you have grounds to approach them. But if you have not had the conversation at the beginning and don't have anything in writing, then you really have no recourse. Uh, And Annie's pointing out another very important point. When you submit, sometimes we hand over. You have to read those agreements carefully. Sometimes we're handing over copyright and use forever of our work to whoever's going to publish it first. That sometimes happens. You need to read those agreements. But more often in our field, this was more in academia that that happened because there were a lot of costs involved. That's why they garnered the right. But more often in our field, they get limited rights for their publication. So that would mean if you submitted it to another venue, Carla, then you can have this discussion afresh and get it published the way you want it published. I also echo what Danny is saying, listen to the editors, listen to what they're saying. There's usually reasons behind it. And be sure that they're open to dialogue before you submit. Well, are they, if I don't agree with your edits, what is the basis for dialogue? What happens? I did have one extreme case. I've published over 30 books and hundreds of journal articles. I've had one extreme case in which I walked away from a book contract because they wanted to change basically my research and change my entire book, the focus. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't change my research. I understand I have the right to negate this contract. Is that correct? And he said, yes. And I said, well, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go to a different publisher. But those were all decisions that were made. And I knew that those discussions would happen before we went to press. 
I had the right for refusal written into that contract with them. But that's one time out of probably 300 publications I've done that I've gotten to that point. So it's rare in my experience personally. But th this is a very good, very good question. And I yeah. really appreciate Annie's take on it. I hope it's helpful. Allison, would you like to share something? If you think that they're altering your voice way too much and you just don't have the chemistry with that editor, then I think you have the right to walk away if it's not too late. Thanks, Allison. And again, you need to know that up front when you yeah. submit that exactly. you have that right. What is the workflow? Thank you. Next, we have Marlene Massat. I have a simple question, believe it or not. It is, what is the difference between a mass market paperback and a regular paperback? My understanding of a mass market paperback is mostly the quality of the paper. Paper. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's the production quality of how it's produced and distributed versus more traditional paperback. It's not a different edition, Marlene, or a different title or anything like that. It's just the paper and production. The next person is Carol. Thank you. That's really interesting what you just shared. Out of the clear blue, really? I mean, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. My question is much more in the basic ground stuff. I am writing a poem every day, sending it out, and I'm sending it out to several, several different groups. I don't send every day out to the same groups. What's the best way to do that? I've got 20 people that I'm sending out to. So it's kind of, we're talking small potatoes here. My other question is, any suggestions on the daily writing of, of any way that people just can come up with things? And I manage to do it, but sometimes people have a brilliant ideas about do it, try it this way. And we're talking about pretty big, just short poems, et cetera. And I will have to go back to do the revision because I do plan to do a book after this year. How do you do that? And Are you talking about something to prompt you, Carol? Prompt or a way of doing it to get ideas or to look uh -huh. for. It always happens, so I shouldn't yeah. worry about it. But I'm mm -hmm. always interested in prompt or a way to do it. Thank you. Mary Carla Hayes, you may unmute. As far as prompts and things, I constantly have my ears opened for interesting snatches of conversation or of sometimes obscure news stories that I figure should have more of a story. Or sometimes I've been known to write sequels to songs that are out. I don't know if you remember the song Taxi. I remember one time writing an answer poem from Nikita, you know, Elton John's Nikita. Just, just things like that. One of my favorite prompts is What If... For example, what if I have a doppelganger? What is she doing today? How, how can we get in touch with the alternate universe if there's some parallel universe? And what's going on over there? You, you can tell I've read too much science fiction. But <laughs> even some very general what ifs. What if um, something happens like in the age of miracles where the earth slows down and the days are longer? You know, that, that's the most famous what if story I've seen. But what would it mean to us? That, that really gets my imagination going. So those are a few things that I do. Thank you. Great ideas. We do have one more raised hand. Tabitha okay. Kenlin, you may unmute. Hello. Um, Hello. I think I've shared this with the group before, but 
just in case um, it remains one of my favorite way to to get ideas. I did a three or four month spell of kind of flash fiction writing where I subscribed to the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the day email. So every day I would get an email with a word and a definition and, you know, it's, it's, it's history. And I would set my kitchen timer for 30 minutes and I would write a short story with that word in it somewhere. And I did it almost every day for three or four months. And I think I ended up with like, you know, a hundred stories or something. You know, some of them are complete crap, but <laughs> some of them turned out to be really lovely. And um, I keep meaning to start sending them out willy-nilly to publishers. I haven't yet, but um, but that was that was a really fun thing because you, you know, you never knew what word was going to come in. And, and, they were, and they were so random. Like one word was Rubicon. I ended up writing a short story about a couple whose relationship is kind of breaking and they're sailing and their boat overturns and <laughs> just like no idea where all this stuff came from, but you know, Rubicon's a river. So I guess there was a water connection. That was kind of fun. Thank you. I believe what Carol's trying to do is make these little groups, whether it be a, a group of her family, a group of this people, so that when she wants to do the emails, she doesn't mm-hmm. have to plug them in individually that, so that they pop up and she can still send, like, say, to Kathy Me Chanel, but she has to type in each name rather than just hitting a group. So I think that's what she's looking for. So I would yeah. suggest on that that whatever email client you're using, Carol, mm-hmm. that you do a search. How do I create a email group using yeah. Outlook or using Gmail or whatever it mm-hmm. is, do a Google search mm-hmm. and you'll come up with solutions. The right. other thing I want to mention, because I am very pleased to say I do see Carol's poems every day. <laughs> I'm one of the ha- happy recipients. Carol, I'm going to strongly recommend that you add a copyright line at the bottom of your emails, part of your signature. Whenever you send out your work, even to friends, especially to groups, include a copyright, just say copyright comma, Carol Mackey, comma, 2022, period, all rights reserved. Whenever we send our work electronically, we should be doing that. And that protects you that somebody else can't pick it up and say it's there. Oh, wow. Great suggestions. Thank you. Perfect. Next question comes from Marcia Summers. I'm still one of the babies here. And I love it when you had the frog, butterfly, turtle, and dragonfly it makes just those one word things with nature and um it has me going on to research it to write my 75 words and i had one called butterfly news and i wanted to uh, to submit that to you and jason put on there writing prompts so i could go there but all I could see was the phone number and I didn't want to read it. I wanted to email it and I couldn't figure out how to do that. And then I wanted to read responses in some of other people's work. And my eyes just wouldn't figure out with all the writing how to get there. So, so if you go to the writing prompt page, uh-huh. you'll, you'll see a description at the top and then there's a list and it has the date. And then a short, the date, and then it says writing prompt, like I just posted the one for today. And then it says writing prompt, and it might say butterfly. You click that, you'll see the prompt, and you'll see all the answers under it. So it's like a table of contents you're looking at. And then underneath the prompt, there will be the words leave a reply, and then comment. 
And in that dialog box, you can post your response. If you've never logged in before, there's going to be little boxes. It says name. You put in your name. Then it says email. You put in your email. Then it says website. Optional. You can skip that. Then it says response. And you post your response there. You paste it. Then you click submit. It's a form you fill out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And- All right. And if that's too difficult, just send us an email with your prompt and we'll post it for you, your response. Okay. The, the, we uh- have several people that do that, Marsha, that they just email mm-hmm. it to us. And we post mm-hmm. it for them. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I want to read, uh, like, uh, Carol Mackey read one of her poems. And I just love how she writes, you know. Mm-hmm. It could put me on her list. But, but the other thing is, I started writing this, what I wanted to see as comedic, of the experiences that I have in restrooms, being blind. And all the Mm -hmm. different ways that I've hit when I was in there by myself. But it would be more than 75 words. So I have never gone back to write it because I've tried to stay with writing works prompts. So if I were going to do something longer like that, should I email that to you guys or what? Sure. Yeah, you can email to us Mm -hmm. and we could look at it and suggest one of the newsletters Mm -hmm. you might submit it to. Might oh. not fit with us, but it might fit with one of the newsletters, you know, mm-hmm. like Vision Access or CCLVI or Braille Forum or something. Okay. Yeah. So if I wanted to write something else, I'd just go ahead and work on that and send it to you. Yeah. And- sure. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And You're we welcome. do have a raised hand. Okay. Uh, Carol Mackey. I just, I want that comedic bathroom stories. I want the poems. <laughs> I want that. I want, I've got something to add. We could do, we could do a writing works wonder story. We could, oh, I, it can go on and on and on. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll connect the two of you. Okay. We'll get <laughs> connected. <laughs> okay. And was there someone else on the list or are we just going to open for questions? again we can open for questions okay through the list good thank you anyone have any questions they want to ask and talk about okay a phone number here has their hand raised area code 914 hi okay my name is rita polsoni and i like to write and i do writing but what happens is i get in uh i guess in a writing block I, i have a hard time starting So I wanted to know what I can do to get started. Once I get started, I keep going forever. Do you have any suggestions about that? Tabitha just mentioned she was getting a word a day and she'd use that. Keep a file or depending on if you still use pen and paper, marker and paper, but writing a list of different ideas as they come to you. So when you're trying to figure out what to write about, you have that list to go back to keeping some word. And then there's prompts we give every week to stimulate some ideas. Somebody mentioned listening to conversations and then going from there or finishing writing a song. And let's see what everybody else has to say. Let's go with Marlene Massat, then Annie Geppetta. Hi, Rita. You can try having a dialogue between characters 
maybe to get into your conversation and, and what's going on with what you're writing. You don't necessarily have to worry about if you're having trouble starting, write your ideas down and work from there. Try a dialogue between characters. Um, try describing a scene where, where your setting is going to be. Try to come up with descriptive uh, words, but for a setting and once you you get started your brain will kind of kick in and be able to help you either keep going or you'll come up with a an idea where you can flesh it out or or it'll give you a, a way to start because it, it's not always conscious you can think of something in your head and then when you start actually writing it it'll come out all different than what you what you plan so just kind of go with it get the feel for it and you mm-hmm. also you also want to use um, words that are descriptive as opposed to saying like it was or uh, using you want words that involve yeah, the senses like feeling and hearing and yeah yeah all that stuff so and mm-hmm. very good luck and definitely keep writing okay I have to start we'll keep encouraging you. So, hey, Rita, uh, Rita and I know each other. (laughs) So, um, Rita, I think, you know, maybe just, just, um, I know you said in the past you had written a journal. So, like, if you're watching TV or something during the day and there's a show, maybe go to your computer and just, just start writing about what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, or, you know, how you felt about what somebody said, or just anything. Just get your fingers on those keys. And just write and don't worry about how it sounds or, or anything. Just, just get the words in and it'll come easier and easier each time you do it. Thanks, Annie. Sure. Jane Tolino and then Allison Vasquez. Okay. And then we'll go to another question after this. And I'm glad to be here. Um, And somebody mentioned it a little is to write from your senses, write everything that happened to you. Everything you heard from the time your eyes opened in the morning until you left for school or went to work or whatever. Then write it from the standpoint of what you saw. I usually save sight for last because it's such a pain. But what you smelled from the time you woke up, then from what you touched and what touched you. Those are very important because you may discover a sensory perceptivity that you don't have a good vocabulary for. And especially if you're writing as a writer who is blind, you want that authenticity of, look, I know what I'm talking about. I smelled it. I touched it. It touched me. I heard it. And then write the very last one, write everything you saw from the time you got up. And don't leave anything out that I really encourage you to because what you heard may be far more inclusive and pointed than what people are glossing over with a quick visual description. I encourage you to keep writing. Lots Thanks, of okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Allison? I just wanted to maybe give a, a tip. Like, you know how yeah. how artists sometimes carry a small sketchbook with them to sketch out any ideas that they might have if they want to go, doing some shopping, maybe just hanging out the, at the park? Well, mm-hmm. as a writer, you can do the same thing. Just carry a mini notebook with you. Anything happens to you or you see something funny happen, 
you can just jot it down for any future prompts you might come up with when you come home. Or an audio recorder or sending yourself an email, things like that would be helpful too. If it's more like character driven, you could be, you can start with every prompt like, you know what would be funny? And it could be (laughs) the two characters at least probable to interact. It's write a conversation with them. It doesn't have to be added into your book or your novel. Just doing something for fun. Okay. Does anybody have any questions? Anything need to be a little more clarified? Marlene mm-hmm. Massat. This is a comment. Sometimes when I come up with an idea, I'll say, uh, oh, I had a brainstorm. So anyway, I have had uh, four different stories published in separate uh, collections, and they're all by um, Christian Book Marketing. And um, I actually had, had two in each book, one was nonfiction and one was fiction. Well, all the all of the four fiction stories um, started with the word one, O-N-E. It's, it's one, uh, one door knocking, one weekend in the woods, one man's destiny and one man's quest. And so I was thinking, since these things are out in print, but they're in anthologies, maybe I could uh, publish each one separately on Audible as an audio book. And then I had uh, the idea of putting them together into a short collection. Uh, I was trying to think of a title, and and I couldn't think of a title. And then they're all uh, fantasy with a touch of mystery. Um, one is has to do with a haunted house. One has to do with spiritual warfare. One has to do with a quest and one has to do with surviving in the woods. I decided, I finally came up with a title. So I am going to produce an audio book of those four mm-hmm. stories. And it's going to be called The Spirit of One. So it, they're mm-hmm. not in print except scattered. Cool. You know, so mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. that's an idea. And we'll Very be good. touching, yeah, and we'll be touching on this at the end, but that's going to be our focus next week is on titles and outlines. Oh, I'm good at titles. I love titles. Oh. Excellent. Good to good. have somebody good. in your network that's good with titles. <laughs> Everybody write that down. Yes. Everybody yeah. Write that down. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question for the group. Is this type of call once in a while helpful, having an open writer's chat where people bring questions to something that you'd like to do again? Carol Mackey? Yes, a big rousing yes. Love hearing about and also subjects that or writing things that have nothing to do with what I do or think I'll want to do. But it's still it's it's challenging and makes me think about it. Thank you. The other thing I just was wanted to say is about the taking notes of something which because of my eyesight, I can't. But I have a little digital recorder. It's a little old-fashioned one. And when I come up with an idea, because things float right out of my head, they don't stay very long. And so if I have an idea or a word, and um, I love words, so that's where I go. Thanks. Thank you. Great. And then that becomes your go-to list that you can listen to or read when you're mm-hmm. sitting down to write. And so that's what we're trying to share with those that have asked that question. You have this little list, this pile of prompts from your daily life that you can go back to and go, oh, yeah, I remember that such and such happened. Let me write about that and describe the scene or what kind of story can I create out of that? Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Next up, we have Marcia Summers. 
I just want to say a rousing yes. I, I've learned more today, and I got to know everybody else on the call. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely super, and I got to have a voice, not just re- reading a, you know, what I wrote in a prompt, but I had a voice about things that have that have puzzled me. That you know, yes, mm-hmm. please do it again. Great. That's part of it too, Kathy, right? Getting to know one another Mm -hmm. and helping and supporting one another. This has been great. The prompt for this coming week will be water. How does it affect you? How does it make you feel? And this could be anywhere, any type of water. It could be in the shower, but keep it G-rated, please. (laughs) And (laughs) for me, I think of the ocean or a lake or a stream, a fountain. Do you like to listen to rain when you go to sleep? Things like that is what we're looking for. Bring us into your story. Let us feel it with you. Thank you. We have one raised hand, Lisa Mm G. Hi, Lisa. Hi, I have to ask, whose idea was it about the water? Because that's very interesting how you have that topic. Cheryl didn't do the shtick that she was telling me before we started she said, you might be in a canoe or a kayak listening to writing your letters. <laughs> <laughs> your water experience. That's what Uh-oh. I want to hear. I want to hear this creative writing about riding in a canoe in the rain, listening to writing works wonders. What a great topic. I was like, wow. That, but it was kind of interesting yeah. how you, because I'm going to go in another direction. I mean, we're not talking <laughs> rain. We are talking pelting, pouring pelting. rain. Yeah. With a guide dog at my leg. Yeah, on it. Oh. this could be a great thing for us to use for promoting our round robin. I think it needs to be a video. I think yeah. we need a reenactment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for making this another amazing episode. We're so thrilled that we have such talented people and people willing to ask questions and share responses in our group. Don't miss next Friday. We will be talking about. Are you ready for it? Titles and outlines revealing the secrets. And we will be sharing some things, but we're also going to be looking to you to share your strategies about titles and outlines. And you can imagine when Cheryl suggested outlines, what kind of reaction <laughs> I had. Yes. So she went, what the fuck? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, you had to ask? Above all else, our friends, we want you to be encouraged and inspired and enjoy the wonders of writing. We look forward to you being with us next time. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. 
Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.